We all want to see change in our lives. In order to have an effective prayer life, we must know how to enter into prayer with God. I'm Elder Michael Walker. Today on Let's Wrap, we'll be continuing our five-part series on the power of prayer. Part two, prayer changes things. In my devotions, I came across an acronym for prayer, P-R-A-Y. The P in prayer stands for praise. Make praise the set point of every conversation with God. The first step in an effective prayer life is praise. Number two, R, the repent. The R stands for repent, which is the second step. We must repent. We must confess our faults to God because we need to go to God in a, with a clean heart and a pure spirit in order to obtain the things that we need to, to get from God. Number three is X. Then we go into asking for things. As you begin your prayer, you just don't want to start out asking God for things. You want to set the atmosphere that as you enter into prayer, you can enter into prayer in, the, in God's presence in the proper manner. So after we have praised God, after we have repented of our sins and asked Jesus to forgive us and to cleanse our heart, that we can enter before his throne of grace and obtain the mercy that we need in order to have an effective prayer life, then we can start asking God to, to bless us in certain areas. Ask God to bless our family member. And the last and final one, that why and pray is yield. In John, the 14th chapter in the 13th verse, and it said, whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified. The most important thing is that God is glorified. When you start asking for things, you're going to ask in accordance that God may be glorified. So in John, he's talking about the glorified, glorified where glorified in the sun. So Jesus was explaining to them how to enter into prayer. If you ask anything in my name, it will be done unto you. So we got to know how to go that we might be asking that God may be glorified. This devotion was so um, impressionable on my life as far as prayer was concerned to get a clear understanding of I always knew how to pray, but it's kind of different when you understand why you approach the way that you do. And many of you out there today might be praying in the same manner and never knew the the order for entering into the presence of God to receive the full benefit of the prayer and to make sure that your prayer was being heard and also being answered. And it said, and the last one was yield, the fourth and, and the final step of effective prayer. And Psalms, the 37th verse, in uh, 37th chapter in the fourth verse, it said, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, when I used to read this scripture, and I, and I didn't have a full understanding, delight yourself, in this verse, the Hebrew word for delight means to become soft, become impressionable, to become impliable, meaning that humble yourself before God. See, as we are in a humble state, then we can receive what God wants to do. So as we yield, we get in a place of rest that God now, after we have um, praised him, after we have repented, after we have asked the things that we came and petitioned God for, now we can set and allow God to talk back to us. We know that the word of God tells us in Psalms, the 46th chapter and the 10th verse, to be still and know that I am God. So at some point, 
always in your prayer, at the end of your prayer, after you have spoken unto God, you need to sit and be still and know that he is God. We're talking about prayer changes things. So I wanted to share that with you because we want to know how to enter into this thing. So in this five-part series, we're talking about the power of prayer. We know that Elder Shanina Walker talked to you guys last week about prayer is the key. Now that we know that prayer is the key, you have to know how to enter in. And we know that prayer will change things things in our lives, no matter what the situation or the circumstance is, if we believe it in our heart and we have entered into prayer in the proper manner, we can we can know with an with an assurance that God is going to do exactly what we said according to his will and that he may be glorified in the process of this. So what things do prayer change in our lives? In Philippians, the fourth chapter in the sixth verse, it said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. The question is, what does prayer change? Prayer can change everything if you pray and enter into prayer the correct way. We're talking about prayer changes things. If we are told in the word of God about praying for everything, then we have to believe that it's capable that everything that happens in our life or everything that we pray about can be changed. Why? Because the word tells us so in Philippians, the first first uh, in the fourth chapter in the sixth verse, prayer changes things. He said, pray about everything with supplication. So don't worry about nothing, but pray about everything. I know that we talked about this the last time when we was on our Let's Rap video. We know that prayer changes everything, that we're able to go to God and believe in our hearts and our mind that it will work. Prayer helps make all things work for good. We know that if we pray for everything, then God is going to work it for our good. In Romans the 8th chapter in the 26th verse, through the 28th verse, it says, likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities. Infirmities here is talking about our weaknesses. And we know that everyone has weaknesses. I don't care how strong we pretend that we are. And a lot of us do because I can pretend like I'm strong a lot of time. But we all are weak at certain instances in our lives. In certain situations, we get weak. Whether we're weak in our bodies, we're weak in our spirit, we're weak from just the the um, going through physically every day and spiritually and emotionally, we can get weak because people tends to draw from us constantly every day, especially when you are in prayer constantly or you're talking with people or ministering to people. Then we know that we get weak. So in this 26th verse, it says, likewise, the spirit also help our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But it says, but the spirit itself make it intercession for us with groanings, which um, cannot be uttered. So we know that the spirit of God will lead us to pray for what we need. Even if we just have to lift our hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for doing this for us. You might not be able to say a word. You might lift your hands. I can remember an incident 
when we was outside, me and my son working on the car, and the car fell off the jack and fell on the side of my face. And I couldn't say anything, but I was just thinking in my mind, oh, Jesus, I'm going to die here. But just praying in my heart, Lord, Lord, help me to get off from under here. And in that instance, sometime our spirit can bear witness with the spirit of God and our prayer can be answered. So my prayer was answered and my son figured out a way to get the car off, off, up off of me and I was able to get out. So in those instances, our spirit, you see, our spirit, see, my spirit was crying out. I didn't want to die at that instant in that moment when the car had fell down on my face, but the spirit make it intercession for us. So prayer changes things. Sometimes you can't say a word. It's just the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit, knowing that we're able to make groanings that cannot be uttered. In that 27 verse, it says, and he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. I'm talking about the spirit of God with a capital S. I know that some people can tend to lean to a lot of different spirits, but we're we're talking about the spirit of God because he maketh intercession for the saints according to what? According to the will of God. Prayer changes things. Even though you might not be uttering words, your spirit can make intercession for you. And we know that all things, and we were talking about in Philippians, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse, it says that be careful and to pray for everything. And we know Romans 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good of them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. So all things that work to the good of God to them that are called according to his purpose. So our prayers should be pertaining to the working of good for our lives. It's not about us most of the time. It's about somebody's soul getting saved or delivered. That's the most important things. But all things do not mean absolutely everything in the universe. Now, we can have prayers that go up foolishly. As our minister, uh, Elder Walker, was talking about last week, sometimes we can pray amiss. We can pray out foolish prayers to try to pray on people and to pray that people's lives are taken and all kind of dumb stuff. Pray that this man would 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 be my husband. You know, when God, when that man don't want to be your husband, you can pray some foolish prayers sometimes praying that this woman would be my wife when this woman don't want to be your wives, you know. So we have to um, pray things that are within the will of God and line up with his will. So, but all things do not mean absolutely everything in the universe, but rather all things that pertain to the life and godliness. That's what we're talking about. See, if you're saved and you're sanctified and you want to prayer to change things and you have to pray within the will of God and the prayers will be changed. Things will be changed. Second Peter, the first chapter and, and through the, um, the third and the fourth verse, it says, according as it has divine power and that power is the power of God hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. And that fourth verse says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corrupt 
corruption, the corruption that is in the world through lust. So we can be drawn away um, by lust to pray for foolish things. So we have to make sure that we're praying for things that pertain to life and godliness. Prayer does not change things which has um, prayer does not change things that has no connection with salvation of the soul. So you have to remember as saved, sanctified people, we're praying that things be changed for the purpose that somebody life might be changed. They soul might be saved. That's our purpose. Uh, prayer will certainly change material things when that change has a spiritual benefit. So I know that we might be saying, well, okay, prayer changes all things. If we pray about anything, it'll change. Yeah, God will answer that prayer if it, if it is pertaining to a spiritual benefit because we're not here to just um, satisfy the natural. We're here to make sure our spirit man is being fulfilled and you know that our souls are being changed and that people lives around us are being changed for the spiritual benefit. So it ain't always about um, natural benefit or materialistic things. People can pray for a lot of material things and God wants to have those things. You know, the word of God says, see ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness. And then all these things shall be added unto him. So it's always about your attitude and your disposition. When you come to God, if you're just trying to pray for something materialistic, because you want to be able to meet your material needs, then God always ain't going to answer those type of prayer. His answer to that prayer might be no, because we know that God always answer prayer. He's never quiet. He always answer prayer and prayer changes things. And number two, how much do prayer change things? James five and the 16th verse says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye might be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avail is much. That's how much, very much. If you're praying in the right attitude and you're praying the right way, then your prayer shall avail. If you're praying for spiritual things, if you're praying within the will of God, the word said that if you abide in me and my word abide in you, then you can ask what you will. See, if the word is abiding in you, then you're going to line up with the word and the will of God. And then God will be able to answer your prayer according to his will and his purpose and his divine plan for your life, because God is willing to do whatever it takes in order to set you up that you might have a, a prosperous life. The word of God say, I, I wish above all things that you would prosper as your soul prosper. So we know that that's what God is talking about. But how much is much? If you think not very much, you are mistaken because we know that how much does prayer change things in Ephesians, the third chapter in the, in the 20th verse, it says now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or act according to the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. That's how much, so much that you can't even imagine. 
Imagine if you try to measure the things that prayer change in your life, you couldn't. Why? Because you don't know everything that prayer changes. Sometimes our, our spirit, like I said, when I was up under that car, my spirit was making a prayer out, a cry out to God. Sometimes you're going through things in the midnight hour when you're down in your prayers or somebody else is praying for you. You don't even know those prayers that's taking place. I know our Elder Walker mentioned it last time that some people that are getting prayed for and wondering um, just because you're not a believer in your prayer, you seem like your prayers are getting answered. It's because when we go back up there in James, it said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. So somebody like they was praying for me when I was a, a soul, a wretch undone. Somebody is praying for you. So prayer is changing things constantly in our lives. Whether we are praying them or somebody else is praying them, we can measure or perceive the changes which prayer make. So in one sense, we can't answer the question how much, but we do know this. Prayer changes things as much as is necessary to ensure salvation of our souls. Thus, Prayer changes things very much indeed. So we know that prayer is always changing things. Number three, in what manner does prayer change things? Uh, in some manners of miraculous being. For example, when Moses was at the um, the banks of the Red Sea, God parted the sea that they may move to the other side. When Daniel was in chapter 3, in Shadrach and, and Meshach, in Daniel chapter 3, when Shadrach and Meshach were standing before the fiery furnace, in Daniel 6, when Daniel was thrown into the lion den and God kept the lion's mouth closed that Daniel would not die, in Joshua 6, in the walls of Jericho when the walls fell down. That's how much prayer changes things. In what manner? Uh, all kinds of manners. In Elijah, in the first king, the 17th chapter, when he prayed for the widow child that had died, and when he prayed for the widow that the bar that the oil would run out, that's how much miraculous things can happen sometimes in extraordinary manners. For example, in James the fifth chapter in the 17th verse he go back and he talks about Elijah when he prayed that it wouldn't rain for three and a half years and it didn't rain and then he prayed again and it did rain I'm talking about some extraordinary opportunities but mostly in ordinary situations in ordinary manners prayer changes things ordinary I mean like you don't even think about it I lost my keys and I'm wandering around the house looking for them and they show up I pray that I have traveling mercies on the highway I pray that my children are safe those things that we pray constantly on a daily basis or we even utter them out of our mouths oh Lord Jesus stop the car from from hitting us as we go up and down the dangerous highway or we pray for this or we pray for that or we pray for our children we pray for our grandchildren so many different instances I can just think about things from time to time I pray for small things large things um extraordinary things um even when I was on my job I can think back when I was sick and going through and I was in the hospital and I got out of the hospital and they fired me from my job that's crazy that it will fire you from your job after you've been in the hospital. But this one particular person on the job just kept 
bothering me and bothering me. And I just prayed about it. I wasn't praying that nothing happened to the person, but I would pray that God would change the situation. We're talking about prayer changes things. And God took and gave the person a promotion and they moved to a whole nother state. That's how prayer changes things and situations and circumstances. So prayer will change things if you enter into prayer in the correct manner with the correct attitude and using that acronym that I gave you before. You want to first praise God and you want to repent. Then you want to ask and then you want to yield yourself that you might hear what God is saying to you because we all need direction and we're not just praying that God would give us stuff. We're praying for direction in our lives in situations and circumstances. Prayer will change all kind of situations, all kind of circumstances, no matter what it is. That's why the word tell us to always enter into prayer and make sure we're entering into prayer with the right attitude. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, God, we just thank you, God. We praise you. We magnify you, God. We thank you for all the things that you have done, Lord. We just thank you for the opportunity of allowing us to be here today, God, to be able to go across your airwaves, God, and to praise and to magnify you because we realize that we can do nothing without you, God. You're such an awesome God, Lord. We just want to praise you and magnify your name, God, because your word said, if you be lifted up, God, that you will draw all men unto you, Father. Father God, we ask you to search our hearts right now, God, if be anything in us, God. We ask you to forgive us, God, that cleanse our heart from all unrighteousness. Create a clean heart and renew a right spirit, God, that as we come before your throne of grace, God, that we shall obtain mercy, God. Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you for those that are listening to us today, God. Somebody out there today might have had a doubt in their mind that they couldn't pray, God, and the prayers weren't changing things. I'm here to let them know, God, through your Holy Spirit, God, that prayer changes everything, God. So for those listeners out there today, God, that may be going through a situation on their jobs, God. They may be going through a situation in their homes, God. They may be going through a situation in their marriages, God. They may even be going through a situation in the church, God. Ask you to go to them right now, God. Touch them, God, through your Holy Spirit, God. Let your anointing fall fresh upon them, God, and God, and give them an answer to their prayer, God. Deliver them, God. Set them free, God. But most of all, God, we know that you're going to do it because of the purpose and the plan and the will that you have for our lives, God, that our souls might be saved, God, that we might be delivered, God, from the bondage of the enemy that's trying to come to us, God, and trying to bind us up, God, because we realize that your word said that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, God. So as I touch and agree with those listeners out there today, God, concerning the situation, concerning the circumstances, God, we realize that one to put a thousand to a flight, God, but two can put ten thousand, God. So as we touch in the spirit today, God, I ask you to move upon them, God. Deliver them, God. Set them free, God. And we'll continue to give you the praise, God. You the glory, God, for all that you have done and you're going to continue to do, God, that you might be glorified. Glorify God. In Jesus' name we pray and our hearts say amen, amen, and amen. Everyone for tuning into the podcast today. I just want to encourage your hearts and your mind to continue to listen to us and to join us next week on our five-part series, Persistent and Consistent Prayer. And I want to remind you guys to um, go to Facebook and continue to click and like and leave comments to encourage us that we can continue to do the things that God have called us to do. I'm Elder Michael Walker, and thank you for joining us on our Let's Wrap. You have a blessed day. Remember that Elder Michael and Shanina loves you, but God loves you more.
Until the next time, you have a blessed week.